My name is Viva Isimoya, a recent pharmacy school graduate. Welcome to Before Pharmacy School Podcast. Just like the name implies, what exactly do you wish you knew before pharmacy school? I got you covered. Join me every Thursday to learn common mistakes students make, important tips that will help you navigate pharmacy school, and everything you need to know about pharmacy school. Joining me today is a 500-level student who is the CEO and founder of Future Pharmacy Initiative. He's passionate. He's a passionate advocate of the pharmacy profession. His name is Israel Adebayo. I wanted to say pharmacist Israel Adebayo, but I just realized that he's still a student. <laughs> His name is Israel Adebayo. Hi. Hi, Israel. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. You're yeah, soon to be pharmacist, so you just have one year left, right? Well... Considering the um, fact I'm meant to have been a pharmacist, but let's think as well. Actually, don't worry. Johnny's already here. It's a so end. Yeah, thank you very much. So please, can you introduce yourself to us? Let's get to know Israel better. Okay. Um, Like you said, my name is Israel Adebayo. I'm a final year pharmacy student from the University of Lagos. Okay. I'm not the founder, <laughs> but I'm a co-founder. Okay, just a slight correction there, of the Future Pharmacy Initiative. Okay. I co-founded it with a classmate of mine, but I'm the CEO of the Future Pharmacy Initiative. And also, I, I'm a co-founder at PIT Africa, that is Pharmacist in Tech Africa. Well, I'm not the CEO there, but I'm the Chief Operations Officer. Okay. Like you said, I'm a, um, should I say I'm an advocate. I, I am this ardent lover of the pharmacy profession, and my passion in life is to whatever means I can to advocate for the profession and to see to the advancement of the profession in Nigeria especially but beyond also. Oh okay so you are an advocate of the pharmacy profession and you basically want to shine your light in this pharmacy profession let the public know more about what the pharmacist is all about so I would like for you to tell us what were three things you wish you knew before you started this pharmacy school before you started your journey in pharmacy, what were the three things you wished you knew as a secondary school um, school student or just an entry level student? So let's say first of all, I wish I knew what pharmacy really is. My okay. parents are not pharmacists. My dad is a lawyer. They don't know anything about they don't know anything about the pharmacy profession. So it is this society knowledge about the pharmacy profession that I had, and you know, is this knowledge about pharmacists that. Maybe just drug sellers and stuff mm, like that. Or just dispensers. I didn't really know much about the pharmacy profession. So that's one thing I really wish I knew that um, about the pharmacy profession. Because it's more than that. It's more than just drug dispensing. It's more than even just drug production. There are a lot of areas. There's research, industry, the production of medications. There's the actual clinical place of the pharmacy. Yes, yes. Also, the, the second thing I wish I knew as a new pharmacy student is the scope of practice we have in the pharmacy profession, the different areas of pharmacy profession that we have, like the community, industry, etc. And the last thing, or should I say the third thing, because there are many things I wish I knew before entering pharmacy school, but let's say the, the third thing I, knew, I wish I knew was the opportunities for professional development. I wish I knew it early enough. I'm just knowing that this, you know, at this time that I'm trying to graduate and it's like, I'm just pushing myself to do many of these things because there are some opportunities that are more readily accessible to students, you know, than, than graduates already. And I wish I just knew all of this early enough. 
So you said you wish you knew what pharmacy really was. So can you now tell us what pharmacy really is? Like the knowledge you've gained so far, what would you say pharmacy is? Who is a pharmacist? Okay. Let's say a pharmacist is the custodian of medications, of medication generally. Pharmacy is the profession charged with the production, distribution, control, and the effective use and responsive use of medications. But when you talk about the role of pharmacists to the public, I would not like to currently emphasize the dispensing rule. Everybody knows about the dispensing rule. You go, the doctor prescribes a medication, you know, you go to pharmacy to get your drug and that. Yeah. I also don't want to talk about the production. We know pharmacy is the profession charged with the production of drugs. But I would like to specify or to expatiate on the clinical role of pharmacists, which is what is lacking. And I think that is one of the most important roles of pharmacy as it relates to the public, which is our clinical role to the public, mm. which the public doesn't know. And that is what we call pharmaceutical care. Pharmaceutical care is, the, is like the center of it. Pharmaceutical care can simply be described as the responsible use of medications to achieve a particular therapeutic outcome for the patient. It's done by pharmacists. Mm-hmm. And it expands beyond just dispensing of medication because you must understand that the practice of the pharmacy profession and our training, the training as pharmacists to become pharmacists, should I say, has the largest and deepest knowledge about medications. We are the ones that have the largest and deepest knowledge about medications by the virtue of our training. Not the doctors, not the nurses, not the physiotherapists, but the pharmacists. So when we are looking at management of medications to achieve a particular therapeutic action for a particular patient, a pharmacist is the best option for that. We are talking about things like prevention of tobacco drug reaction, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. aiding the patient in complying with medications, also review of the medications for drug-drug interaction, drug-food yes. interaction. We're also looking at med- medication re- reconciliation, you know, drug therapy or identifying drug therapy problems if there is to prevent, you know, unnecessary spending of money and also to prevent some drug reactions that can be preventable, or maybe even death. So that is how important a pharmacist is. In fact, statistics have shown that where pharmacists fully operational and pharmaceutical care is properly practiced, it has reduced the economic burden of a lot of diseases greatly. So pharmacists have a very unique role in the medical process. Thank yeah. You. So the idea of pharmacists not needed in the medical team and just only the doctor helping the patient or seeing the patient is completely fallacy, right? Yes, completely. Like I said, our training is the only training that has this deep, this very deep and vast knowledge about medication. You know, when you look at the chemistry of some of the drugs, even the process of producing the drug, when you look at the um, pharmacology, the pharmacokinetics, the, you know, and there are many areas of the drug or about drugs as it relates to patients that are not so much emphasized in the training of doctors, nurses, or other professionals. But it's the pharmacists. We are the custodian of drugs. We are the, should I say, I don't want to use the word king of drugs or drug laws or something, but we are the one that has the deepest knowledge about drugs. Even the healthcare professionals depend on the pharmacists for, um, for should I say, for suggestions and for advice regarding drug, drug choice or drug therapy, you know, treatment. So yes, we are not, we are irreplaceable. We are indispensable in the healthcare team, in the medical team. So when we spoke personally, you talked about how you didn't want to just 
come out of pharmacy school like a regular pharmacist. You wanted to be something more than just the regular pharmacist that's coming out of pharmacy school. And you said that you started this whole exploration of the different fields and knowing different areas in pharmacy. So as somebody who has started this process, what would you say is your advice basically to, to a new entry-level student on how to set them in track for the right career? Okay. <laughs> uh, I've always been wanting to um, speak with new pharmacy students on this particular topic. I can't say everything now, but I would just like to speak from my mind and you know, say a, a, 18 or 2 points. Say it feel... all. Say it all. Give them your knowledge. <laughs> we really need your knowledge. Okay, if you can give me 10 hours, then let's ride on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll be speaking as it relates with me. Okay, let me maybe use my story. Yeah, it like even that. started from lockdown. From lockdown, from lockdown, I was in 400 level by then. Imagine lockdown 400 level. That's 2020. That's really I, COVID. I'm going to have graduated. Yes, I'm going to have graduated 2021. But don't worry. So we went on the lockdown since I think around February or thereabouts. Okay. Then for several months, you know, I've been trying a lot of things. Tried forex, it failed. I lost money. <laughs> Try this Ponzi scheme, it failed. <laughs> I was just trying things and I was trying to I, I wanted things. to I just... say that, that way, but <laughs> I tried the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I, I, I did it. Rat Stanley, Rat don't know who Stanley's only name on this podcast. <laughs> but I think Rat Stanley was majorly in 2021, and it's the last good find to that. So, after you know, several months has passed, six months, or okay, that was like let's say five to seven months, thereabout, because uh-huh. All this thing started for me around September, October um, 2020. So I just looked at my life like, Israel, Israel, calm down. When your life is going, how do you want to be distinct from other pharmacists when, they, when you graduate? Yes, you want to be great. But do you think greatness will just come to you? No, no. You have to be distinct. You have to, you have to start taking your life very seriously. You have to start having this passion. So I became troubled. I didn't want to just graduate and become a general pharmacist. So in fact, a common pharmacy student. So in fact, at first, my mindset was just so naive, you know. I thought, okay, let me be posting health tips on my status, my WhatsApp status. Maybe people will know me for that. and graduate <laughs> Can you imagine status of like 50-something views? Who cares? Who, who knows you? Like, tips with Tom Israel. <laughs> <laughs> but... That um, idea was just a very poor idea, but what was not poor was the burden, the concern, the disturbance within my spirit that, no, I can't continue like this in my profession. I can't continue like this. So it was just one day. But prior to this time, I've always had this burden for the pharmacy profession, this passion. I don't want the pharmacy profession. I don't like what I'm saying. Yes, the pharmacy profession is a profession with great potential. But what I see, first of all, regarding the, um, the poor passion I see among pharmacy students or pharmacists themselves for the profession. And you know some practice that I see in the, some community pharmacy, even some hospital in the pharmacy profession, it, it was something that burdened me, concerned me. Mm. So that um, very night, it was just in the middle of the night, you know, sometimes you don't wake up in the middle of the night and start thinking about your thinking life. Of you. So I'm just thinking about my life. <laughs> if I never had this burden, if I never had this passion before now, I would not even have you know, I would not have woken up in the middle of the night to start thinking about my life, about my career. 
Probably I'll just wake up to watch film and sleep again. <laughs> so I just so it just came to my mind that okay, why not solve this problem? You say you don't like what you are saying in the profession, you don't like the way people have this poor perception of the profession, you know, poor passion to the general public having poor perception of the profession, and even the pharmacists themselves having this poor mindset towards their the profession. Why can't you solve this problem? No, that's how FPI started. So we started with that and you from one process to the other, from one step to the other, we became what we are today. We recently held a webinar, we call it Pharma Talk, which is the first ever in Nigeria, a, a webinar, or should I say a talk, a talk show, basically, where we hope to get to that level that we become a talk show, whereby pharmacists, pharmacists all over the country, and maybe beyond the time, discuss on pre- um, pressing issues in the profession, and now we can move forward and make a decision to move forward there. So in this program, we had great CEOs like Pharma Bimbola from Advantage of Africa. We had YPG um, Zona Coordinators. We had great men in the profession. A lot of people, even CEOs of um, organizations like Doctora, Reliot, and the rest. What, what am I saying? We're already become, we're beginning to make great impact in the profession. Mm. But everything started from there. Mm. This disturbance in the earth, this concern, this body, you know, not to be the average pharmacist out there. The first thing is about passion, is about concern for the profession and also for yourself for, as a, for a professional development. So now, streamlining it. So that is the first thing you need to do. That's passion for the profession and passion for yourself to see yourself actually distinct, to see yourself you know, develop professionally in your career, in your... Mm-hmm. So you need to have first that passion, that discipline, because there will be challenges along the line, but that passion is what will set you and keep you going. Mm-hmm. But now, we are not talking of career, a career path, a okay. career path. For me, beyond advocacy for the pharmacy profession, because that's majorly what I'm doing now, I also desire research, um, research career in, biotech- in biotechnology, basically in an industry setting not academia, basically, in an industry setting. Okay. Currently, I don't too much have such those opportunities laid down at my feet. But this, I've started with my advocacy career. But I would like to, to tell somebody out there that you don't need to pressure yourself in knowing the exact thing. Like so, some people say, I want to be, be a pharmacy, a clinical pharmacist in cancer, specified in cancer, composure, and you want to start knowing that right from the level. An oncology pharmacist, hey, maybe that's the word. An oncology pharmacist, you want to, you want to start thinking, budging yourself about those specific details, right, from 100 level to 200 level. No, you don't necessarily need to. See, yes, some people have the specific niche they, they, um, they want to go to right from the very beginning. Maybe they have parents that are pharmacists or they work in pharmacy or they have that exposure. So you don't need to burden yourself. You don't need to, you know, trouble yourself on knowing a specific niche. One thing you should know is that, especially for those that you are just starting, you know, just have this general desire for professional development. For those in your 100 level, 200 level, any opportunity you see, maybe for a seminar, a workshop that relates to the pharmacy profession generally, just go for it. If there's a association you need to join, a community you need to join, or if, or something you need to volunteer for that is in line with profession, in line with health, just start volunteering for those things, you know. Take those related courses and just start pushing yourself. With time, as you advance in the profession, you have a more specific niche that you want to go for. But for those in your 300 level, 400 level, 500 level, you basically, you know, you taught clinical pharmacy. Someone like me, clinical pharmacy is my worst 
I, I don't like it in the first place. And my grades, clinical pharmacy is my worst. I don't know. No matter wow, how I like, are you serious? What about <laughs> I, 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 That's the thing. I love Kogosi. Kogosi wow. is easy to me. I don't like people are Kogosi. Can you see the They're like the opposite of most <laughs> pharmacy students. <laughs> can you, so you can see. <laughs> most pharmacy students complain about PC. For me, I just hate PCO. I don't, I don't like it. Like when they start twisting the question, like, like huh? No, this kind of question. <laughs> okay. So my my point is that in your three hundred level, four hundred level, you should start having ideas. So what you can do is to stick some things out. For example, you know, oh, my own life can never be academia. I don't know what's going to happen. Take that off. You, you maybe you know my own life can never be clinical. Okay, let me take that off. But you are not sure about the rest. Just remember, I said from the very beginning, you're passionate generally about the pharmacy profession. Mm. Then, as time comes, as things get clearer, you can start streamlining things. You know, focus less on those things that you don't feel yourself going into that aspect, mm. and then focus more on those things that are more important to you. But one thing that's most important, irrespective whether you found a particular niche. Or not the fact that you're a pharmacist does a niche as mm-hmm. a pharmacist does a niche one thing that's most important is relationship growing networks and when you get those quality relationships some people feel oh let's let's um i you should go to party clubbing and everything that's, that's how you meet i mean not necessarily especially as it relates to your career development no not necessarily mm-hmm. joining association like pants i know you might say i don't want politics you don't need to go say you want to go for a president post you can go for maybe the public health committee. You can maybe you want to go for the research committee of your school. I don't know which school you are in. Or maybe debate club or something. Just join pants. But maybe, you know, there are some posts that like welfare team, welfare sec, my have a welfare team. If you don't necessarily want to go for that, you can volunteer for those things. Be involved in pants. Be involved in IPSF. You know, especially IPSF. In fact, find out that they are also doing well. Their professional development because IPSF may talk to you with people other schools and all. And also, you must need to know how to network with people that are doing something that attracts you, something that you feel this might be in line with your profession, in line with your career. You get, like I said, for those in 100 level, 200 level, not pressure yourself, but as you go along the line, things become clearer. Now, being, being clearer does not mean it is specific still. For example, for me, it can be like, like myself, I know it's not clinical, I know it's not, but I know it's, as far as I was not sure where I want to go, but I knew it was not clinical, I knew it's academic. So something like industry was cool for me, research was cool for me, administrative was cool for me. But now I know that I don't really like administrative. Even industry, I like the production. Now I know it's majorly about research, research about drug development, drug formulation, and many things around that range. I know that that's what I feel most inclined to, apart from my advocacy career, advocacy passion. So it gets streamlined with time, but it only becomes very clear to someone who has had, has been passionately, consistently pursuing this career, networking with people, following mentors, you know, you must also be on LinkedIn, following people, mentors, and pursuing that path. Okay. So I think this will help. So major take-home is basically have a passion for the profession and also your personal development. That was like a very, very key and a very, very important point. And also, as an entry-level student, do not pressure yourself. It's not about you knowing it all at once, where you want to be in the future. Just take your time, test all the waters, and as you go, the vision becomes clearer. Yeah, so you talked about different career options available in the course of your explanation. So I just want you to, to like, 
and point them out and maybe do a little bit detail on some of them. Okay, um, there's the different career options available in the pharmacy profession. We have the clinical pharmacy. Now, the clinical pharmacy can be broadly divided into two. Those in the community pharmacy uh-huh. and those in the hospital. You must know that the community pharmacy is so unique in the sense that they are the first point of contact for patients, patients in the community. Any issue like this, before patient goes to the hospital, it's the community pharmacy they will meet. So the community pharmacy is more directly involved with the patient than those in the hospital. Yes, they are more directly involved with the patient in that. Yeah, because most people cannot even go to the hospital. Exactly. Most people don't go to the hospital. They just settle everything in the community pharmacy. Also, the community pharmacist directly hears the things of the patients. You know, my head is spinning, my leg is swollen up, my mm. brain is feeling this thing. Different <laughs> kind of things. And <laughs> I must, you must have that clinical knowledge and also that empathy. Empathy to, you know, attend to their needs, to care for them. You should not have that mindset to, I'm just here to sell drugs. You are not a drug mm-hmm. seller as a pharmacist, as a clinical pharmacist, a community pharmacist. You are there to attend to their needs and dispense medication. Okay, some patients some patient will not come with complaints. Some will just come with their... Um, some will just come with prescription from the doctor. So you are just to assess the prescription. Oh, is it right? Is, there, are this, is this medication right for the patient? Yes, if it's right, to dispense accordingly and counsel. But there are some times you actually learn actually hear from the patient their complaints and prescribe some medications. Medications mm. that are allowed for pharmacists to prescribe, basically. And there are some cases that you know that this is beyond just the pharmacy and this time you refer to the hospital. Mm. Then we have the hospital pharmacy, whereby pharmacists work with doctors, you know, beyond dispensing rules, ideally, <laughs> let me use the word ideally, because not all pharmacy, or not all hospitals in Nigeria does this, but ideally, Work together and in hand with doctors to ensure proper therapeutic outcome. Like I said earlier, those process of pharmaceutical care, you know, reviewing of patient medications to, you know, check if there's any, not like you are going to identify, ah, let's see, this doctor needs drug therapy for this, you know, but just to be the final check, you know, in case there is a mistake or, you know, a little error somewhere. Or maybe not an error, basically. Sometimes it's not always an error, but maybe there's a better choice, you know. And various things like that. Also to help the patient, counseling the patient about the drug use, about what to expect and all. So it involves a lot of things mm-hmm. beyond just dispensing. Also, there's also compounding of some extemporaneous preparations there. That's, mm-hmm. So that's that about the clinical pharmacy. We have the industry. Now, when we look at the industry, it's beyond just those companies that produce drugs. There are some that all they do is just to market and distribute. Mm-hmm. Well, in drug producing companies, Apart from the production pharmacies, in, in, in that we have the regulatory pharmacies, those that ensure compliance of the medications of the drug and the process, the drug production process, they ensure compliance with um the, with NAVDAC regulations, WHO regulations and all. And we have the quality assurance that they ensure that the process, the product and everything are quality up to and maintained up to the standard. We have those pharmacies in charge of the production itself, and we have those in the research. Uh-huh. Also, beyond that, we have those marketing, helping to market the, the brand managers, the um, sales, sales rep, um, medical reps, and all. So that's those areas. That's an area in the industry. Also, we have the um, academia, like lecturers that teach academia slash research. Most lecturers are researchers, uh-huh. and you can also be a researcher generally. You know? 
you can be in the public health. You can you choose to be in public health because we need more pharmacists in public health. Not just many doctors are already there, but we need pharmacists in public health. So that's another area to do. And is the administrative aspect. Those involved in all these regulatory bodies like like the PCN, PSN, and all those are they are all administrative pharmacists. So there are a lot of career options to go for, and that is why the pharmacy profession is a very rich profession. It is a very rich profession. You have a lot of options to choose for and to be successful. You just need to find a niche and prosper in it. Um, so, so you are very passionate about the pharmacy profession, and you founded, you co-founded an organization, FEI. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us more about FEI? What is about its aim, and how we can also contact and how it's helping pharmacy students, basically, because I know that you guys um, host, just like you, you, you said earlier, that you hosted a webinar, the Pharmacy Talk. So can you tell yes. us how exactly they can key into this? All right. So um, it's a passion for me to talk about my profession, pharmacy, and also about my organization. So the Future Pharmacy Initiative, FPI in short, People know, um, it's commonly known as FPI, everywhere FPI. Some people even mistake it for FIP. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> the major, should I say, the genesis of everything is this concern, this burden, pharmacy profession. And these are the three, well, there are many problems we solve, but these are three out of the major problems. So, one of them is the perception of the pharmacy profession by the public okay. and even by some healthcare professionals. The fact that they just see the pharmacy professionals or pharmacists as just drug sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing else we do. They praise the doctor, you know. Yeah, the doctor should be, of course, praised because you know, you know what it is to be in Tokyo. But they don't see the pharmacists as co-professionals. Yeah. They see us as just drug sellers. They can be patient they see us as somebody the that doesn't they know anything. Yeah, it's exactly. a doctor that knows everything. So the doctor, if anything is and wrong with you, let's go to the hospital. Even if it's minor headache, hospital. <laughs> we need to see exactly. the doctor. And when they go to the hospital, they are patient to the doctor because they feel the doctor is doing technical things. But when mm-hmm. they want to come and collect their drugs in the pharmacy, madam, oh. madam, t- you are wasting my time. They don't, they don't want to give two seconds for the pharmacist. They feel it's just to bond the drug and just throw it out. They don't know that we are doing, they are the process of dispensing. It's not even just to package drug. We check the drug for any, we check the prescription for any error. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, maybe there might be any error or anything. Or to also do some assessment. Maybe mm-hmm. this drug is the right drug for the patient. Or many other things we do. Even the process of even just picking drugs. They don't know that there are many drugs that are like, and we don't want to make some dispensing error mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Just feel you don't know anything. You are just a, don't let me use the word bloody drug seller. <laughs> just get my drug and let me get. So I, I had a passion of changing, of changing that narrative. That's why we started with releasing different um publications to our social media pages, mm. Instagram, Twitter, and all this. But um, it, there's a series we have following your pharmacist. That is enlightening the public about the pharmacy profession, about who, what we actually do, what we, who we are, wide coverage we But we believe with time, God will take us there, that we're able mm. to reach the entire public, for them to understand what the pharmacy profession is. And the purpose of that is that it makes them trust the pharmacist more, that okay, they can rely on the information pharmacists are giving them. The issue of medication, you know, self-medication and all, it will not be there. Since they know they can easily work to a pharmacist complaining about their this, and the pharmacist is, is you know, it is good enough to answer their, to attend to their needs. Mm. And all. Also, the other problem is the poor mindset. We found even among pharmacists themselves towards the profession. 
because the prophet, the public sees them as non, as maybe just drug sellers on identities. Because even some other medical professionals, I will not be specific, so that some people will not <laughs> will not attack me because they don't value us so much. They themselves too accept this timidity. They accept this low self-esteem, and they don't see themselves as you no know, so like. See, I used to say I'm one of the proudest pharmacists you can ever meet. <laughs> hmm. I'm one of the proudest pharmacists you can ever meet. So. We need pharmacists. I don't even know if Mendy is my mentor in that aspect. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Very passionate. Very, uh, I like (laughs) Mendy. I I like Mendy like anything. Yeah, he's very passionate about his area. Microbiology. I'm proud. with him in that area. (laughs) As a microbiologist and as a pharmacist and as the prof, he's very proud in those three things. And (laughs) in fact, he's my mentor in that area. That's right for the profession. We need you know, the way you the way you put yourself, the way you present yourself, that's how you be addressed. Yeah. If you see yourself as low, but if you come with confidence, and no, it's not only being an empty barrier that is making loud noise, not just starting a pharmacy and pharmacy, but you develop yourself to be an epitome of knowledge. If you say you are the custodians of drugs, you show yourself as a knowledge, you know, as a knowledge dome regarding drugs, regarding drugs and all. And you are confident about it, you stand tall to the public, to the healthcare professional, you'll be respected. So at FPA, one of our also is to solve that problem. And the and another problem is the general practice of the profession. We wish we can improve it, you know, through our influence, through the FPA community, through pharma talk, like I mentioned earlier, many other aspects. So there are different arms in the FPA. We have the internal operations, we have this post like this. Know your pharmacy service come out, others, and all these administrative duties basically call. We have our FPR community, a community of pharmacists and pharmacy students, where we inspire ourselves, we collaborate with one another, and we network for the purpose of advancing the pharma, developing ourselves as pharmacists and advancing the pharmacy profession. So, Pharma Talk is a program on that FPR community. It is like a call or a, you know, a meeting, like a, a town hall meeting or something like that. Okay. Time it, it will probably even become a talk show. Maybe you can come together as pharmacists, pharmacists all over the country and maybe be able to discuss pressing issues that will move the pharmacy profession forward and decide on a solution and also have this, you know, take home decision to do things better, the better way. Uh-huh. It is all for the project for the mission of the pharmacy profession. And last we have our academy. It has started as a tutorial in and Aiding pharmacy students to understand this pharmacy school will make it easier for them and you know, to increase pass rates in pharmacy school. So this is basically what pharmacy, the future pharmacy initiative is all about. So how can we connect to them? Like, what's the Instagram handle, Twitter handle, social media platforms that we can connect to to join FBI? Okay, just search for future pharmacy initiative on all social media pages. You can check us on LinkedIn. Future Pharmacy Initiative. Just search Future Pharmacy Initiative across all social media pages. See us. Okay, thank you so much, Israel, for this episode. It was really enlightening. I'm very sure we know more about the pharmacy profession. So thank you so much. I truly appreciate you accepting the invitation. It's my pleasure. I've, I've always been looking for platforms like this to speak, and I'm very glad, very grateful for giving me this rare opportunity. And thank you very much. I hope that it touches many pharmacy students and help them in their career and their professional development. Once again, thank you very much.
Yeah, no worries, you, you, you've given us a lot of information. Like It's like we've sucked out a lot of things from you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Shit. Thank you for listening to that episode of Before Pharmacy School. I'm sure you gained a lot and learned something new. Do share this with your friends, family, and anyone you think this will be beneficial to. And see you next Thursday for another exciting episode.